Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we look back on a fantastic week at Wentworth and ask if Patrick Harrington got his wildcard picked right. Hi guys, this is Ben Wiesberger and welcome to the Golf Monthly Podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you by Titleist, the number one ball in golf, used by BMW PJ champion Billy Horshaw. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Tom Clark and I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hey Tom, yeah, doing very good, thanks. Um, great day it went with yesterday, so a little bit tired after that, but um, all the better for, for hearing your voice for the first time potentially since July on the podcast. So, um, yeah, welcome welcome back. I know, I've just been selling myself for the last month. I haven't. I've just been busy looking after my family because uh, of school holidays. So um, I'm sure you survived without me. Well, I know you did. You've done loads of great podcasts without me, so that's good to know. Uh, but good to be back, good to be back on, and a good week to um, get involved with because, well, you said you were tired after Wentworth. Is that true? Are you tired or are you... Worse for wear. Um, I won't go into the facts, but yeah, maybe a bit of both. <laughs> True, and as I told you earlier, I'm also slightly worse for wear as well. My last last cricket match of the season yesterday, I didn't play, I went and watched. And that means one thing when you go and watch cricket, you have to drink. So, uh, yeah, a little bit worse for wear, but uh, no, all good, all good. So what's been going on? What's, what's been going on the last month? Have you been playing golf? Yeah, been playing golf loads. Been putting loads of um, handicap cards in now because I'm trying to use the system correctly as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little bit fed up with how low my handicap was, so um, thankfully it's starting to to creep up, which is good. Um, playing terrible golf, actually, to be fair, like, <laughs> like really, really bad. So um, yeah, almost playing too much, I'd say, which isn't helping. No, that's not like you. So I, I. I... I've obviously just started using the My EG app and iGolf. I really like it. And also one of the things is that you can have friends on it and I can go and look at your last few rounds and see how well or well, how badly you've been playing. Uh, the last round you put in was September 11th, Saturday, and you shot 79. It's not that bad, is it? Uh, well, it was actually an 81. I started with an 8 on the first, which got rounded down to a 6. But, um, yeah, 79 off 2 isn't great. Well, I'm off 3.7 now. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, if you look, my last five rounds all do not count because they've all been very bad. So, um, yeah, fortunately, actually, my, my first four are all counting. So if I do four bad ones, then they're all going to get, well, you know, like, go. So, um, I should get quite a nice handicap increase, hopefully. Yeah, just looking at your last few, you, well, it, it looks, there's a 60 here, but then I realise that's at Sunningdale Heath, which is mainly par threes, isn't it? So uh, that what, I saw that the other day, I was like, oh, hello, he's had a very good round, but actually it wasn't quite good. Although, he'd, yeah, you had a few birdies that day. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love the new app. Do, do you like the app? Yeah, it's brilliant. So obviously, like, play with my girlfriend quite a lot, and we we do cards every single time. She loves it, and um, with my dad as well. He's got involved. So played with my dad the last two times. He's put a scorecard in uh, on the app, which uh, he struggles with, but you know, just about gets there. But um, it's, 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 it's fantastic. It? It's so good. You just you just do your score. You don't need a scorecard, really, do you? So no. 
it's it's brilliant. It's really really good. I've I've only put, I've got two rounds in there, as you'll be able to see. Uh, so I still need to get my third round in. I haven't just haven't had the time to go go and play much golf recently. So um, I've got two yeah two rounds in, which I both did uh, in uh, August. Ninety three and one hundred and one. Not my best 101 rounds. Ran the whites at Stoke by Nayland on the Constable course. And I didn't play particularly well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I played all right at Avery when I shot, I shot 93. So uh, I need to go and play, uh, I think, with my brother or something like that. Because we've got a bit of a golf weekend coming up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like the app. I, if anyone's not used it yet, and uh, obviously you, you live in England and you play golf in England, then really do do uh, download it. It's really helpful, very easy to use. So, um uh, you can also, yeah, as I say, lurk and see how everyone else is playing, either well or badly. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Tom. Um, six pars in your round at Abridge. That's a very, very good showing. Yeah, I actually didn't play. I finished quite badly, if I remember rightly. So, uh, I yeah. Yeah, yeah you choked with a double bogey on the last hole. I'd, yeah, I mean, I hit that off the planet. <laughs> I hit that down the tenth, uh, which is way to the right. It, it was very, it was very much how I played the eighteenth at Augusta. Actually, Elliot, I decided to play it down the wrong hole. Uh, I, yeah, I, my tee shot at Augusta landed where no one else has been. I don't think off that tee. It was that far right. It's ridiculous. So um, yeah. Anyway, oh, listen to that, listeners. He's been back for five minutes and he's already reminded us that he's played Augusta. <laughs> Oh no, I've got to get it in, haven't I? Anyway, uh, let's talk about some people who actually can play golf. Uh, and one of those people is Billy Horshaw, who voted the final hole to beat Lloyd Cantor and Kiradek Afi Barnett by a single stroke at the BMW PJ Championship at Wentworth. He becomes the tournament's second American winner after Arnold Palmer won it in 1975. Horshaw has now moved up to 18th in the world, uh, but of course he's not actually in the Ryder Cup team and he revealed that he was gutted to not even receive a phone call from Captain Steve Stricker to say that he had missed out. Heck of a final round from Horschel. Um, had you, you know, whilst you were busy um, enjoying the hospitality at Wentworth, did you actually manage to watch any of the golf? Uh, watched a little bit and I, I should say there that um, Jamie Donaldson was also tied second. I remember watching him come in he had uh, a very good eagle chance at the last to, to tie Horschel. Um, yeah, it's hard when you're at a sporting event to actually follow the sporting event. Like, if we're watching on telly at home, we would see every shot. We'd, we'd, um, we'd follow it meticulously. But, you know, when you're, you're getting Peronis handed to you every five minutes and there's um, TV screens everywhere that, that you can't really see very well, it's, it's hard to follow. But uh, we watched all the groups coming down the 18th and... Um, it's just an amazing golf tournament, a fantastic final hole amphitheatre, basically. And, um, the, the crowds are incredible, and, and it was a great finish by Horschel. We, we saw him stiff that wedge on the last for a tap-in birdie to, to win the title. Uh, obviously, he played here two years ago, and he absolutely loved it then, and, and he loves it again. So great to see him come over, and um, yeah, just a, a fantastic day and a fantastic performance. Yeah, and actually looking at the uh, leaderboard, there's so many good names on there, isn't it? it was, I know we, was, we were missing a few of the star names. Uh, Rory obviously wasn't able to play, and obviously that um, mucked things, a few things up with the Ryder Cup rankings. But it's great to see Jamie Donaldson up there. He, you know, four rounds in the 60s, he must be really happy with that performance. Obviously, he's a, a very good um, tournament with a big prize pool, so he would have done really well there. But also uh, Andrew Johnson as well, beef up there as well. That's great to see shooting 65 in the final round. 
Yeah, very random leaderboard actually. There's there's just some yeah strange names like Donaldson, good to see Beef back. Laporta played really well, uh, and then then the massive names like Justin Rose who came so close to an albatross on the final hole immediately after his playing partner Thomas Peters also did the same. So yeah, some really good performances from the guys and um, yeah, great leaderboard that we got for it. Kira Decafi Barmrat would have been a great winner as well, but he had a nightmare on the seventeenth, didn't need to. To hand the title away yeah i mean he's a very popular guy he plays it in a really he plays the game in a really good manner doesn't he very entertaining player as well so um yeah he would have done well but it's, it's great to see these names up there getting a lot of uh, attention of course and horshaw was a, a fantastic winner you know been a brilliant player obviously won the wgc match play this year as well so why on earth did he not get at least a phone call from steve stricker to say that he wasn't in the team it, it just seems again another another reason to think that everything's not quite right with the American team at the moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, surely Patrick Harrington called about ten people just to say, you know, congrats on a great season. You haven't made it this time, unfortunately, but you know we would have loved you to have been there or whatever. But um, yeah, Horschel's probably only missed out by three or four places, you would imagine. So. Really surprised here that he hasn't got a call. Uh, he said he was gutted. Um, and yeah, a bit of a dig at Steve Stricker, I think, and, and rightly so, because, yeah, WGC match play champion not getting picked for a match play event. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, for example, got picked, and, and Billy Horschel was the guy who actually beat him in the final. So, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really weird to see, actually. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, just doesn't fit, sit right with me at all, some of the stuff that's coming out there. Um, Seems to be that Stricker's kind of just picked the team. We just asked the rest of the team who we want, who they want in, basically. Um, and I know they've got a very strong team. They've got really some really amazing players, of course, in there. But it's not the first time this has happened to Horschel, is it? Either you know he's he um, missed out at the 2012 Ryder Cup because they picked the team before the end of the Pelex Cup playoffs. Of course, Horschel then I think won twice, didn't he? <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think the captain. Who was the captain then? Uh, was quite uh, annoyed that um, the way that they done the uh, done the done the rankings means that they can actually get the rest of the season in there. So a, a bit unlucky there, and again unlucky this year as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, we, we've seen Horsell's West Ham fan. We've seen that he actually loves it over here at Wentworth. So um, he's basically an adopted Brit now, isn't he? And it's a it's a shame that he couldn't come and play for Team Europe. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's a very popular guy. It's great to see him, you know, t- taking the time to actually come over and, and, and play. You know, it's obviously very hard for people to, to do that at the moment. You've got to go through an awful lot of things. And uh, I know there's a few Americans in the in the field, but it's great to see him over there. I know Patrick Reed has also done it in the past and and a few others. But uh, it's uh, it's great to see that he's actually he was actually in the field at all. So uh, well done on him to putting in the effort and, and uh, obviously winning a Rolex event and. Uh, getting a big prize fund at the end. Yeah, great to see uh, Fooch as well, his caddy, obviously the, the man on Justin Rose's bag for much of Rose's career. Uh, and they look like they've got such a great relationship together. And that was a really nice sort of fist pump and embrace after he hit that amazing shot to win. So, uh, yeah, good to see Fooch back up there. So, yeah, well, let's talk about Justin Rose because let's let's move on to the Ryder Cup wildcard picks. Uh, Wiesberg obviously knocked Shane Lowry out of the team. Uh, meaning that Lowry needed a wildcard pick. So Harrington chose Garcia, Poulter and Lowry. 
and that means he left out the likes of Justin Rose, Henry Stenson, Francesco Molinari and Alex Noren. Do you think he did the right choices there? Uh, I, th- I think so, yeah. Um, I think Rory McIlroy might be apologising to Justin Rose uh, today because if Rory played, then Wiesberger wouldn't have overtaken him in the European points list, most likely. Uh, and Justin Rose would have got that final wildcard pick. So uh, as soon as Wiesberger got in, you kind of knew that Shane Lowry would have been picked ahead of Rose um, because Lowry, he won the Open, didn't he, two years ago. Uh, he's best friends with Padre Carrington and he's actually in, in very good form. Uh, you can't not pick Ian Poulter. Uh, Poulter's been in great form this year as well. And you can't not pick Sergio Garcia. So, um, yeah, it's a real shame for Rose because he's shown some great form lately. Uh, we know what he brings at the Ryder Cup. And, uh, yeah, it's just the system was a little bit silly this year. Um, Wentworth was maybe a little bit too powerful with the double points. I think the team should have been finalised before this week and, and this week should have all been about the wild cards. Uh, obviously, it's a very confusing um, system for the, for the players, let alone the fans to follow. So, yeah, shame that Roy didn't play it and, and help Justin Rose gets a chance. Yeah, it, no, it's, it doesn't quite seem right. And I was having a, a couple of conversations with a few few guys yesterday and they they say, it's all a bit weird. Why do the Americans get six picks? Why do we get three? Uh, it seems to change every single time, doesn't it? Uh, and basically, whoever loses always seems to change their system up because they, for whatever reason. Do you, know, do you think we should have, there should have been fewer picks? Or do you think there should have been more? Um. I, I like the three picks, I think. I, I'd even see it just all 12 picks, to be honest. I think six is a little bit too much from the American side because numbers seven, eight, nine, and 10 were always going to get picked anyway. And we did have four picks last time, I think, as well. And Harrington, basically the first job he did as Ryder Cup captain was reduce that to three because number nine on the list would always get picked. Um, mm. But it is just tough because we've got those two lists, so the European points and the world points, whereas... The US just has one. So, um, yeah, I think if Europe do lose, they may look at the system a bit like you said there, there and change it because uh, it's complicated and um, just I don't think it worked as well as it probably should have done. No, you're probably right. I mean, the big question, Mark, I mean, there's going to be a lot of attention now on Bert Biesberger, isn't there? Because uh, he's the one who's obviously got in there. He's probably, for the for the, for the fan that's going to watch Ryder Cup and maybe only watches the Ryder Cup or majors, he's not going to be a, a known name, is he? He's going to be someone who's going to have a lot of tension because you know, he's taking the place of some big names such as Justin Rose. But Wiesberger could be a real... Um, Real help could be a real uh, hero uh, in this event, couldn't he? Yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy to see him on the team. It's just the way that he got into the team was a bit strange. I mean, he didn't win to get into the team. He just basically made the cut and he was in. So um, you look at like last time out, Matt Wallace won the made in Denmark and we thought that would get him a wildcard pick and, and he didn't even make the team. So um, it's strange way of him getting into the team. And I think because he's basically kicked Justin Rose out, um, we're not over the moon to see him in the team but then on the other hand um we should be very happy to have him he's a brilliant player eight-time european tour winner uh, 35 years old i think so he's very experienced played in the us loads of times and he is a, a real birdie machine so yeah i think once the dust has settled i think we're going to be very happy to have him on the team uh, i'm not sure who he's going to be partnered with but um he's definitely going to get a couple of games and it'll be really exciting to see him make his debut because he's been on the cusp of the team for 
I don't know, the last sort of six, seven years. And uh, great to see. I think he's the first ever Austrian as well to play for Team Europe. So um, really excited to see him play. Yeah, which is always good. And he has got some experience of playing in team matches as well. He has been on the Eurasia Cup team and the Royal Trophy, both representing Europe. I think in 2018, when Thomas Bjorn was the captain of that uh, Eurasia Cup um, match, they really thought that Wiesberger was going to be in the Ryder Cup. And actually had he had actually had quite a poor season uh, and didn't make the team at all. So he was, you know, always one of those players. I think he played in every single match. Now, I think they only have three three kind of rounds of uh, play. But he's, you know, a very solid player. And I think, you know, I think that Harrington would be very happy to have him on there. He, he will be underestimated by the Americans, I would say. And no one's going to know who he is. Um, and I think that could really, uh, you know, really help him. So um, I think I don't, I, I'm just looking to see if there's any clues about who he's going to play with. But actually, he played with... Cabrera Bello and Ross Fisher in the uh, Eurasia Cup, so that probably doesn't give anything away. But maybe you know, put him with a Spaniard or something like that could uh, could work for for him again. I think. No, I know who's going to play with. It's just come to me, Rory McIlroy. He's um, I think he's actually really good friends with Rory, and I often see them play in practice rounds together, especially in the majors. And obviously, you want to put a rookie with a, an experienced guy. Rory's done it before with Thomas Peters. They had a great partnership in 2016, and yeah. I I think um, if I was a better man, Fiesberger and Rory, I think would be quite a good team that we should expect to see. It's great insight there, uh, Elliot. What's your name? Um, that was a uh, uh, yeah. That that would be. I mean, it wouldn't be much. I mean, if you had to choose who you're going to play with, I'd probably choose Rory. Uh, <laughs> why not? So maybe that's why Rory didn't play then at Wentworth you're saying oh maybe he's apologizing to Rose but maybe Wiesberg had a little chat with his mate and said don't play and I've got a chance of getting in <laughs> yeah there might be some private whatsapp messages floating around somewhere you never know yeah exactly so um no that's uh, that's good to know but uh, you know I think the team I've, I'm just really excited about it now we've, we've had a lot of chat about it I know um it, it will be a bit weird no Rose and Stenson you know they've been a great partnership for the last few uh Ryder Cups and they obviously won't be there Molinari, of course, was the hero last time. Uh, had that great partnership with Tommy Fleetwood. He's going to miss out. And Alex Norn, who Harrington really went on and on about yesterday, saying, I don't think anybody realised how close he was to the team. So he was obviously very, very close. And I wonder, actually, if Norman was Norman would have got the pick ahead of Rose um, had Wiesberger not qualified. I don't know. So um, very interesting to hear. Uh, obviously, he's, Harrington's a big fan of his. So I'm, I'm just really looking forward to the... To the uh, to the matches now which are only a couple of weeks away um i can't wait yeah that's the thing isn't it with justin rose there's no henrik stenson so rose doesn't have his formidable foursomes partner so maybe harrington was thinking about the um the pairings there and just thought if i want if i've got rose on the team i want stenson as well which he couldn't have and um we saw noran have a really good partnership with sergio garcia last time out so maybe that's why noran was quite high up on his list so yeah, I think Harrington's done the right thing. Um, really excited to see Shane Lowry as well, another probable partner of Rory McIlroy. Um, and I think this is a really strong European team and got a great chance of winning, albeit the US will be favourites again, won't they? Yeah, I, I think you. I've said this for a few months now. I think Europe are going to win this because I think Americans have got issues in their team. I don't think they've got enough leaders. They've got what six rookies? Is that right? Yeah. 
Six rookies. Six rookies, which, what, Europe had that, when was that, 2016? Yeah. And we got absolutely thrashed. <laughs> and it was too, that's why they check they changed up the picks. Um, I think you know, Polter. I I wondered if if Rose was going to get a pick over Polter, to be honest with you. But Polter's now had five times he's been picked as a wild card. There's obviously a big reason for that. Obviously, everybody loves having him in the team. He he does deliver as his nickname, the postman, uh, kind of like gives away. And I think it's good to have him in the side, actually. I think. There's a lot of leaders in that in that European team, you know, just looking at Westwood, Garcia, Poulter, Rory. I mean, I think there's so many strong, strong characters, which I don't quite see in the American team. And if things, if America go behind, then we could see some issues, I think. So uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, really good cause for it as well. Absolutely love Whistling Straits. Kind of link style, isn't it? And it's, it's a course that's never seen an american win in the three pj championships it's had so that could really favor europe as well yeah that's absolutely it i'd like let's grab hold of any stat and any straw uh, we can because uh, yeah it can't be away but it's yeah as i say it's just a couple of weeks away now there's gonna be lots of chat what the pairing's gonna be there'll be lots of predictions about who's gonna do what who's gonna play with who there's always a surprise isn't there in the pairings which we don't always consider um i'm trying to think back Say, like, uh, who did Graham McDowell play with? What's the Frenchman's called? Oh, Victor de Brisson. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, McDowell and de Brisson. I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. And they were brilliant. Um, at, where was that? Glen Eagles, was it? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that, that, that as an example. And there, there will be other ones, uh, of course, out there as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to say, I mean, Justin Rose must be gutted. It's not the first time he's been snubbed. I remember he didn't get in the, the 2010 Ryder Cup either where he, everyone thought he was going to get a pick and he didn't get picked then either. So he'll be unlucky. I wonder if I wonder if um, Harrington will get him... Do you think he'll get him involved, maybe as a vice-captain or something like that? I don't think so now with it so close. So he probably would have announced that at the time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, a snub for Rose, unfortunately. He's going to be absolutely gutted. He played so well to, to really mount a charge, but at the end of the day, he didn't play well enough during the actual... Ryder Cup cycle so um, very sad for him but he's still young enough to make the team again I think he's 41 whereas Stenson is 45 I think so um, we may never see Stenson appear for Europe again which is a big shame yeah but we'll see what Mickelson did this year who knows although Mickelson's not made the team either has he but uh, uh, yeah I think that's right you know at the end of the day Rose he might be disappointed that he didn't get a pick but you know he's he hasn't played well enough to to get himself on the team in the first place. So, uh, yeah, disappointing. And I think the last thing I'll say is, that, isn't it nice that Harrington and Garcia are friends again? <laughs> you know, after all the issues that they've had, you know, obviously they didn't get on very well with a while. You know, Harrington, I think, you know, I think they've they've made up any issues that they had. But he's straight in there, you know, no 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 harm in, uh, you know, what no worries at all about picking Garcia, which is great, isn't it? Yeah, Um Obviously, Harrington stole away the uh, Open at Carnoustie in 2007. <laughs> and then Harrington took him down again in 2008 at the PGA Championship. So, good bit of history with those guys. But, um, yeah, they're both very experienced, aren't they? I put it put it to one side and, and go and hopefully win the cup back for Europe. Yeah. And, and um, 
yeah, I think I think that just will again just strengthen the the side. I think that people can see they're putting any differences they have to one side and getting on with it. So uh, no, it's great to uh, great to see. And I, yeah, as I say, I'm, I think Europe are going to do really well this year, and um, it should be really really good. So now it's time to talk about our sponsor, Titleist. After Billy Horschel rolled his Pro V1 golf ball in for birdie on the 72nd hole to claim a famous victory at the BMW PJ Championship. Closing with a seven under par final round, Horschel is the first American to win a Rolex Series event and he led the field for the week in strokes gained tee to green and strokes gained approach at Wentworth Golf Club. The BMW PJ Champion also had 13 types of golf clubs in play, including a TSI 3 driver, two TSI 2 fairway woods, and a set of 620 MB irons and three Vogue Design SM8 wedges. Find out which of the number one branding golf products is right for you by heading to titleist.co.uk to book onto your nearest fitting event. So moving on to this week, we have the first event of the 2022 PJ Tour season with the Fortinet Championship, previously known as the Safeway Open, held at Silverado Resort in Napa in California. So lots of good wine hanging around as well as good golf. World number one John Rahm headlines the field and Will Zalatoris makes his first ever start as a PJ Tour member. And this is going to be just a nice little... Uh, starter before the Ryder Cup, isn't it? And um, some big names playing it. I mean, Ram, a bit of a surprise he's playing, isn't it? Yeah, I was surprised to see that after he didn't play Wentworth last week. Uh, I think both he and Rory skipped it just to take a week off, but Ram could have taken this week off, I'm sure. But, you know, life of a PGA Tour golfer, I uh, obviously can't judge and I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, there can't be many Ryder Cup players playing. He may be the only one, if I'm correct. I'm not sure. but. Um, yeah, you'd make him favourite, wouldn't you? And uh, great to see Zalatoris playing his first ever start as a PGA Tour member, even though he finished second at the Masters in April. So, um, yeah, good for him. And uh, start of a, a new season on the PGA Tour just after the previous one had ended. So, yeah, straight yeah. back on the horse. It's never ending, is it? So, uh, no, it's, this is usually a, de- a pretty decent event. As you say, it's a bit It's a bit where, I mean, Mickelson is playing. Obviously, he's not um, playing in the Ryder Cup. Uh, is he a vice captain? That's right, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Mick Mickelson's there, Ryan's there. So, yeah, but it's, it's got a decent field. Jim Walker's playing, Simu Kim, Webb Simpson. Um, Hideki? Yeah, he's Webb Simpson in the Ryder Cup team. No, no, he didn't get a pick. I don't know. I, I need to look at who's in the Ryder Cup team. I'm getting very confused. Um, <laughs> I keep on seeing people's names going, God, are they not in it? Um, that's a bit unfortunate for him as well, isn't it? So, um, no, so that, I mean, as ever with a PJ Tour event, it's a very strong field. You know, the, you know, they never have a weak field, really, do they? Uh, on the PJ Tour, and um, Stuart Sink is the defending champion. Of course, uh, he had a fantastic season last year, winning a couple of times. So, um, and Zalatoris, let's. Do you think he's going to play well? Uh, I haven't really seen much of him lately, so I probably wouldn't pick him for the win. No, but you know, you can never be surprised by him, can you? He's a fantastic talent. Uh, but I would say no. <laughs> I mean, he's he is incredibly thirty first in the world uh, as well. You think for someone who he's you know he's come really from nowhere, hasn't he? And he did so well at the Masters, you know, with uh, with eighteen holes to go, he could have won it, couldn't he? So uh, you know, he's he looks like he's been playing all right. Pat was eighth at the WGC FedEx St Jude Invitational. Um, uh, of course, had to withdraw from the Open, didn't he? Because he was injured. Is that right? uh yeah he hurt his 
back or something in the rough, I think, at Royal St George's. Mm. And he wasn't actually playing badly at that point either. So, uh, you know, he's obviously a talent and it'll be interesting to see how he how he does as a full member now. Um, obviously, being a top 50 player, you kind of can uh, pick and choose where you play as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully he has a really good season because we'd like to see these up-and-coming youngsters doing very well, don't we? Yeah, definitely one for the Ryder Cup next time, I think, after... Um, being one of those to miss out. I wonder if Steve Stricker gave uh, Salatoris a phone call, actually. Yeah, no, well, that's, that'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to, to hear. So, um, uh, Jeremy Chapman does our better tips, of course, and he picked Horschel to win last week. Another winner. He's done very well this year. Loads and loads of winners. Very, you know, continues his great form. Uh, check out his tips for this week by heading to the Golf Monthly website, golfmonthly.com. Or Googling it, of course, you can find us in your Google search or follow us on social media as well at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Um, there's also an event on the European Tour, the Dutch Open at Bernardos Golf. Uh, One million euro prize fund, eight times smaller than that of Wentworth's. Louis Oosthuizen headlines the field. Who do we like the look of this week? Uh, yeah, quite a strange field, not the strongest. Um... You've got to go to Youth Loughton. I was actually watching Youth yesterday at Wentworth for basically the entire of the back nine. Uh, I thought he was playing really well and uh, ended up finishing something like seven under par, which, you know, for four rounds around Wentworth is, is great goals. Uh, so I think he is due a win very soon. Uh, he's obviously won his National Open before. Um, so I, I would go and pick him. I think this is home club as well, Bernardus Golf. So definitely would be picking him. Uh, another player I was watching yesterday, Ryan Fox, he was playing very well, so I'd fancy him as well. Uh, and then we've got Matthias Schmidt, the uh, open silver medalist from Germany. He played really well on the Challenge Tour last week. And then got to mention Rory Sabatini as well, Slovakian silver medalist from the Olympics. Uh, we had an exclusive interview with him recently. Really fascinating interview, actually. We've we got a couple of news stories from him on the website if you want to go and check those out. Uh, he talks about his his feud with Tiger Woods back in the uh, mid-2000s and um, also why he feels bad for people who didn't play the Olympics. So, yeah, some really good quotes from Sabatini and, and he's playing some great golf at the moment. So, yeah, pretty good field. Um, and sorry, one more to mention as well, Angus Flanagan, the English amateur. I think he might be a pro now. Uh, but he's from St George's Hill Golf Club in Weybridge. So, um, quite local to me and looks a phenomenal golfer. That was a very in-depth look at the field there, Elliot. More than <laughs> I was expecting from you, I'll be honest with you, when I threw you that question. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. You, I can tell that you did actually watch some golf yesterday, which is good to hear. Uh, I, I'm going to mention Andrew Johnson as well. Obviously, he had a very good uh, week last week, as, as we already mentioned, but always a popular figure. And obviously, I, I always think look out for him, not because of his, his beef, uh, you know, personality, but actually the way that he spoke out about, you know, he struggled with mental health and stuff like that. So I think he's always a, he's always a good person to, to, to follow. He's a very entertaining golfer as well. So uh, fingers crossed he continues his good form as well. Um, but that should be good. So again, check out our betting tips for the European Tour event, Dutch Open, on the Golf Monthly website, golfmonthly.com, or of course, Google it or follow us on our social media. So Elliot, we are, yeah, how many days? We're 11 days away from the start of the Ryder Cup, something like that. Um, are you overly excited? Yeah, very, very excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to stepping into your shoes as uh, head of content for the weekend whilst you go and um, put some scorecards in on iGolf, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a busy one. And uh, yeah, I just cannot wait, especially after it's been a full three years since the last one. So 
really, really built up the excitement. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fantastic, and uh, I can't wait. It's going to be really enjoyable. Uh, of course, do check out all the latest news in the Ryder Cup and opinions on uh, did Hansen get the picks right? What do we think the pairings are going to be? All this stuff uh, on the Golf Market site. Do do uh, check it out. So, Elliot, great chatting. Hopefully, I chat to you again uh, next week. Yeah, great chatting, Tom. Um, chat next week. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And uh, for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in, and I'll speak to you again soon.